God, good morning and blessed day to all our cherished listeners. God has been so good and gracious to us. And once again, I'm delighted to come your way with Bible Platform. Today, we are going to look at inner strength for exploits. I'm going to speak on being strengthened in the inner man so that we can do exploits to the glory of God. King of glory, salvation of Israel. In your presence, we humbly come that we might study your word and be equipped to do your will. Grant me utterance and let my listeners come to a place of understanding so that together we will rise up and do the things that you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, I have prayed and call it done. Amen and amen. And once again, a hearty welcome to Bible Platform with me, God's servant, Pastor Hansen Metal. We're going to look at inner strength for greater exploits. Ephesians chapter 3, the verse 16 to 19, Paul was telling us about how he prays. Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 19. And Paul says, I pray, I pray, number one, I pray out of his glorious riches, that out of his glorious riches, that is the glorious riches of Christ, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man. Now I'd like to take it again. I want to begin it again. I'm reading Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. Paul is speaking about his prayer life. I pray that out of his glorious riches, that is the glorious riches of Christ, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God. Now, we all bear witness that when we pray as believers, the focus of our prayer or the theme that we pray on, the subject that we pray around, is very important. Important in the sense that what we pray about reveals that firstly we believe in prayer. Because if we don't believe in prayer, we will not go there at all. So we begin on the premise that we believe that God hears and answers prayer. Now the prayer that we pray reveals our priorities. If somebody needs food, he obviously is going into prayer. You will worship, you will praise God, you will but in the midst of that prayer time, definitely he prays about that need for food. So we see in this particular context that we are talking about in Ephesians chapter three that Paul's prayer focus, which is the subject 
of our study today is for inner strength of all the saints inner strength for all the saints and he had a reason for praying for that inner strength for all the saints but before i go to that let's take the scripture again in ephesians 3 16 to 19 but i read the first part and he writes i pray that out of his glorious riches that jesus christ is glorious riches out of it he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man that the 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 strengthening is targeted at the inner man because what we are on the inside we manifest on the outside so it's very important or it was very important for paul that both himself and all his disciples be strengthened in their inner man and that strength was so important for two for for two or three reasons first paul says so that Christ will be established in them through faith. Which implies that where there is no inner strength by the Holy Spirit, Christ will not be established. The faith that is needed in Christ to stay rooted, no matter what happens, will not be there. It is a work that must be done inside of our being, our spirit being, by the Holy Spirit. And Paul, by this prayer, is showing us that it will not just happen by chance. But we need to pray for it even as we believe for it. And we need to place emphasis we need to place emphasis, excuse me, we need to place emphasis on our inner man, on what is happening to our soulish man, our spirit man. Very, very important. Paul says his focus was on strengthening the inner man, secondly, so that his followers, that saints, will come to a full understanding of the love of Christ. This tells us that to understand Christ, as I've always said, the writer of the Bible, the one who influenced and directed the Holy Scriptures is the Holy Spirit. And he is the best interpreter of the Scriptures. And so, Connecting this to Paul's prayer, we come to the understanding that it is literally impossible to understand the love of God if Christ is not rooted in us. Strength, our spirit man is not strengthened that it becomes so robust in faith and begin to understand the concept of the love of Christ which can 
only fully be revealed by the Holy Spirit. And he says subsequently, his third reason for praying that prayer for inner strength of the saints was so that it be filled to the measure, let me quote that, be filled, quote, to the measure of all the fullness of God. This is very exciting. That takes us to a point where we can believe that we can be filled with all the, the fullness of God. The full measure of God. Once our inner man is strengthened to handle what the Holy Spirit is going to birth within us. So, we ask ourselves, what exactly is inner strength? When we talk about inner strength, what are we talking about? Because Paul has made, made it clear that our inner man must be strengthened. If we are to be able to understand the love of Christ and to receive the infilling of the full measure of God. So what is inner strength? Beloved, inner strength is the level of spiritual or emotional. I, I, I seriously believe that Paul is talking about that level of spiritual and emotional stability that every one of us possesses. We may be at various levels of this uh, inner strength. So, we can say that what will make someone break down so easily um, will not impact another person the same way. Depending on how we open up to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It indeed affects our faith level because it is the fullness that according to Paul's um, declaration here in Ephesians, it is the fullness that opens us up to understand what is beyond understanding. I like the way he put it. Very, very clear. So, that stability that we need will come when we are strengthened in the inner man. Because whether we like it or not, bad things will happen. This is a world that is structured on evil, uncertainties, changes, some of which may be pleasant for us, some of which may be very unpleasant. So, we need that inner, inner stability. The apostles of old, the fathers of our faith, the martyrs of our faith, were able to stand persecution, and some of them even unto death because of that inner strength. Beloved, I'm saying to you that if you don't allow the Holy Spirit, if I don't allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us on the inside, sometimes we wake up and we have done things and we ask ourselves, how did I get here? How did I do this? It's simply because, you see, our inner man was not strong enough to withstand the pressure that we came under. People commit murder. And then after they have done the act, 
they come to themselves and ask themselves, how did I do this? Why did, did I do this? So between the, between the time of committing that, the dust, that dastly act and that awakening, you can see that there was, there was something that went wrong. And it all boils down to lack of inner strength to be able to hold on in the face of probably provocation or disappointment or persecution or I mean and the flesh takes over and we do things that we shouldn't do we say things that we shouldn't say sometimes even to our own spouses and husbands and children and I mean we throw words around that because we are emotionally disturbed and we we have become unstable in our inner man so Paul knew exactly what he was talking about and I pray for myself and I pray for all my listeners and all the saints that we will pray this prayer as a as a, um, a daily petition unto God that is strengthening us in the inner man so that we will not be caught um, doing things that we shouldn't be doing, saying things that we shouldn't be saying, but that we'll be able to stand. Like Paul wrote, Paul wrote this. Let me go to Romans 8, a very popular scripture. A very popular scripture. Paul wrote in Romans 8, reading from 35 to 39. Romans 8, 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Forgive me if you don't believe that Paul wrote the book of Romans because there is a lot of theological arguments around it. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that Romans 8, 35 to 39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, if you connect this scripture to what I read from in um, Ephesians chapter 3, from the verse 16, still talking about the love of Christ, Paul was saying that when the inner man is strengthened, we begin to understand the full extent of the love of Christ. Now, here in Romans 8.35, the question is, who will separate us? When we come into that fullness of understanding, who? Who will separate us from that love? Because we understand the love. We have embraced the love. Our inner man is strengthened. We have become robust, robust and unwavering and unshaking in our faith who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword now I want us to look at this one after the other when he asks the question who shall separate us from the love of Christ then he begins to mention certain things and the things that he was mentioning here are things that are likely to separate or break anyone down and cause anyone to who is not spiritually established in his inner man to deny Christ to walk out on Christ they are rare I mean they, they happen every day on everyday basis people say well I've served God for all these years and why should this happen to me you know we shouldn't judge them too harshly sometimes and many times the reason is that the, the the inner man is not well established and that establishment does not come from the will of man i mean this is about the holy spirit strengthening us this is not about something that we have to uh, conjure or 
too by ourselves. So we should not be too harsh on ourselves. It's about yieldedness. It's about yieldedness. Yielding to the to the power of the Holy Spirit. So he says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Can I suggest to somebody that the fact that you are a believer in Christ doesn't mean that you are not going to have trouble. So if the troubles are more than you can handle, there is a way of escape. Call upon the God of of the cross of Calvary. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, he will come through for you. Sometimes he may not come as fast or early as you expect. But if you respect the sovereignty of God and you continue to wait, he will not disappoint you. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So shall trouble, shall hardship, the Christian walk will bring some hardships. That is not the end of the world. Shall persecution or famine, you will be persecuted. Sometimes for your faith. Sometimes you may not even be able to locate the reason for why um, the reason why there's so much hatred towards you. You can't even understand because you may not necessarily have what they have. They may have more than you have and yet they hate you for Every th little thing that you get, persecution, it shouldn't separate you. You shouldn't be mad at God because you are being persecuted. Or maybe you preach the gospel, you try to witness to somebody about Jesus, and you are attacked. And when your inner man is strengthened, you can withstand the persecution. That's why he's asking you all these questions. Shall famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Beloved, as a believer in Christ, don't let us live a life of hopelessness where we interpret every negative thing to mean that there is somebody using some evil spirit or... I mean, I, I know the devil is there. I know his agents are there. I know they are working against us 24-7. But listen to this. If God had not allowed the devil, Satan himself, to touch Job, he could not have touched him. So my contention is this. If you stay prayerful, and as much as it depends on you, you are faithful to your God, there is no way. There is no way. The devil can fight you and win. Of course, fighting you is his job. He will fight you, but he will not win. Especially when you make the prayer of Paul your prayer. Lord, strengthen me in my inner, inner self, in my inner man. He will do it. The scripture continues and says, As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. Isn't it interesting that today's Christians, uh, most of us anyway, have been uh, ill-informed, misinformed to think that when you receive Jesus Christ, it is all about everything going cozy and easy and breakthroughs. And <laughs> but, but you see, I don't find it in the Bible that way. I don't find it. It's not there. Yes, God 
will do great things for us. But in the midst of all that, we should also keep it at the back of our mind that there is a price to pay if it is the will of God. And we must be willing to pay that price. It is written. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. So if we take Christ from the equation here, they will not be facing death. It is for his sake. So if the enemy has cheated you into thinking or you have received some theology that says that when you believe in Jesus or receive Jesus Christ, you will not face any any opposition in life. You are not going to be persecuted. You are not going to uh, experience times of need when even sometimes what to pay your bills becomes um, a problem. I'm here to tell you that it is not scripture. And it is good to face the truth. It is good to open your spirit and your mind to truth. Truth that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Deliverance will come. And sometimes the deliverance that we're looking for may not come necessarily on this side of heaven. Because, my friend, I have seen real, real, real committed Christians. Committed Christians. I mean, die um, in, under circumstances that can be very shocking. And, but God allowed it. God allowed it. I mean, I'm talking about reality. How did Jesus die? A shameful death. So open your spirit and allow God to strengthen you on the inner man so that you'll be able to face anything the enemy throws at you and come out like fine gold. You come out like fine gold. Hallelujah. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. How about that? That all your life you you are being considered as sheep to be slaughtered. People are just ready to take it on you. And then you run around looking for a prophet to interpret what is happening. Why should I go through this? And then they tell you this person and that person is responsible. Okay. But the point is that in this spiritual battle, the, at the end of the day, you have to fight the battle yourself. Nobody can fight your battle for you. So you can do go and do anything that anybody says to do and all those spiritual gymnastics. But I tell you what, another one will come. So the earlier you learn to stand on your two feet and fight your battles in prayer, in fasting, seeking God for the infilling and strengthening of your inner man, the better. Otherwise, you come to a point where... Um, you can get so frustrated. And if you don't take care, you will backslide. And God doesn't want you to get there. Now let me take you to Romans 8. Again, let me read the verse 37. Having said about all the things that are possible to happen to try and separate us from Christ. Romans 8, 37 says, No, in all these things, 
we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. In all what things? In the thing, let's go, go to the previous verse. Where he says, at, as it is written. Oh no. As it is written, yes. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. Things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. How did we come to that place of being more than conquerors? Or how do we come to that place? It is when we have been strengthened in our inner man. And our faith has come to the, the level that we can say, what can separate me from the love of Christ? They may hate me, I still love Jesus. I may have all my, all my earthly goods taken away, I still love Jesus. Because it's not about things, it's about him. And my faith is not in my money, it's not in my, in my wisdom, it's not in my, my church, it's not in my friends. It's not. My faith begins in Christ and ends in Christ. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Beloved, this journey is long and it can be tiresome. It can be dreary and it can be scary. But through it all, through it all, Jesus Christ is the one who makes all the difference. And to be able to journey on, soldier on, without wavering, without giving up. Paul is giving us a picture of the prayer life that he, he lived. Especially with regard to the Ephesian church. When he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you. Christ may strengthen you with power through his spirit. What you and I need is not another prophet or pastor or bishop pouring oil on our head and we continue to be babies in the faith. No. We come to a point and a season of course God expects us to grow. To grow. And to be able to take meat and stop drinking milk. The season of drinking milk should be over by now. If you've been a Christian for some time, you should be growing. You should be growing in faith. You should be growing in your prayer life. You should be growing in love. You cannot live a stunted Christian life. That is not God's purpose for you. So he said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors because we do not do the fighting. He does the fighting. And then he gives us the, the, the victory crown. Amen. He, he does the fighting. And so Jesus won the victory and he gave us the crown. Verse 38. Romans 8. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, 
neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Glory to the Lamb of God. I want to read this again. For I am convinced. Where, where did the conviction come from to produce this confession? The conviction came from the inner strength. From the inner strength that has been imparted by Christ through his spirit. So now he comes to a place where it's not a matter of I, I, I just say um, I believe in God. I know God. I know him whom I have believed. I know my Redeemer lives. I know. That is where we, you come to when your inner man is strengthened. Verse 38 again. Romans 8. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Bring it on. Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If there is something that comes from Christ, then I bet you need this inner strength Paul is talking about because what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? We can use some parameters to judge where we are. If you are unable to forgive, you need this inner strengthening. You have lived with this pain of something that somebody did. You won't let it go and it's hitting you up. You are weak in your inner mind. And you need this inner strengthening. If you are growing cold in your work with God, you need inner strengthening from the Holy Spirit. If your passion for lost souls is gone, you need inner strengthening. And where do you get it from? Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is the source of our inner strengthening. Let me read Ephesians 3.16 to round it up. I pray that out of his glorious riches, talking about Jesus, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts. That should be his dwelling place. The heart is, your, is, is the focal point of your being and that's where um, Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. So that's the production, production line. And that is where... Uh, you, your, your inner being, your, the recesses of your inner being must release the love of Christ. But you can't release it if you don't have it. So he said it must be strengthened in your inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Second Corinthians 12, 8-10 to 10. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul writes, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I will boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Don't let your weaknesses 
um, make you feel like you are not worthy. Your worthiness has been signed, sealed, and delivered before the throne of God through the finished work of Jesus Christ on Calvary. What Paul is talking about right now that we all need is inner strengthening. And I pray for myself and I pray for you, my cherished listeners, that all of us will pray this prayer for God to feel us so we can walk in victory. In Jesus' name. I'm your friend, Pastor Ansimet. Be strengthened in your inner man. God be with you. And bye for now. Bye.